Hello, and welcome back to another episode of From the Earth with Noah Moreno. Today's episode, we're going to talk about this wee little known plant, and by little, I mean the opposite. It's pretty big. Well, widely known. It's a plant called cannabis, a.k.a. weed, also known as marijuana pretty cool stuff so why did I want to do this episode it's a very good question well the reason why I wanted to do this episode on marijuana I thought it would just be interesting I thought it would be cool I thought it would be like wow so very exciting so I thought about it and I was sitting down writing down ideas on what to do my next psychedelic on just hit me like a bong hit to the cranium. I was like, yes, this is perfect. Yes, the gods want me to do this episode on marijuana. Apologize for the additional background noise. My mic stand broke, part in two. Yeah, that, that's a weird story how that happened. I think my place is haunted sometimes. Sometimes things move around here. Back to the, the weed. Yeah, weed's pretty cool, man. Plus, who knows? I, I could probably add like bong effects and all that. That'd be kind of cool. Thought that'd be really funny. So, without further ado, please, if you like the show, you can follow the show on Podbean at From the Earth with Noah Moreno. And you can also be sure to follow the, uh, the Twitter's page. <laughs> I swear I'm not high. You can follow the uh, podcast page on Twitter at The Real FTE Show. Once again, that's The Real FTE Show on Twitter. And from the earth with Noah Moreno on Podbean. I'm still having issues getting this podcast on Apple Podcasts. One of them is that it just keeps giving me the runaround and whatever. Apple can go screw themselves. Wait, wait, I can't say that. Oh, uh, no, whatever. So without further ado, for the fifth hundred, t- for, the, <laughs> for the hundredth time or five hundredth time, I want to get right into the news or source or whatever this is uh, about cannabis. To kick off this episode, I wanted to talk about cannabis history and culture. Cannabis has a long and colorful history. The use of cannabis originated in Central Asia or Western China. Cannabis has been used for its alleged healing properties for millennia. The first documented case of its use dates back to 2800 BC, when it was listed in the Emperor Shen Nungs, regarded as the father of Chinese medicine, pharmacopoeia, therapeutic indications of cannabis are mentioned in the texts of the Indian, Hindus, Assyrians, Greeks, and Romans. These texts reported cannabis to treat a vast array of different health problems, including arthritis, depression, anorea, inflammation, pain, lack of appetite, and asthma. Marijuana, an ingredient in a holy anointing oil, referenced in the original Hebrew version of Exodus. The ancient Egyptians reportedly used marijuana to treat glaucoma, glaucoma, as well as general inflammation. In 1000 BC, the Indians created a drink called Bang, a mixture of marijuana, milk, and other ingredients, and used it as an anti-flammagetic and anesthetic. Ancient Indians may have also used cannabis as a purported purported cure for leprosy and dysentery as well as to cure fever, encourage sleep, and improve judgment and cognition. It was also thought to prolong life. 
The ancient Greeks used it for inflammation, earaches, and swelling. In his histories, Greek historian Herodotus described cannabis being smoked for spiritual, emotional, and sometimes recreational purposes. He discussed groups coming together and smoking, stating that the people would smoking marijuana would howl with pleasure. Ooh, that sounds real nice, actually. In 70 AD, Roman medical texts listed it as a cure for earache and as a way to suppress sexual desire. The Romans also boiled the roots of the plant and used them as a treatment for gout, arthritis, and generalized pain. In the past, media coverage of cannabis primarily focused on its potential harms and association with criminal activity, pervasion, and addiction. From 1980 to the early 1990s, news stories about drug busts and the dangers of smoking cannabis dominated headlines, while print media, movies, and TV shows depicted cannabis users as dangerous. In popular culture, smoking cannabis was considered a forbidden rite of passage spoken about in whispers. This type of coverage was the norm for several years and contributed to the low prevalence of cannabis use and the stigma and criminalization of cannabis users. Now that I wrapped up the, a quick, brief history of cannabis, for this section of the podcast, I wanted to go into the science of cannabis. I wanted to understand the cannabis plant and its chemical compounds. So here we go. Let's, let's, uh, let's do a bowl for the homies. Cannabis is a complex plant with major compounds such as Delta 9, oh boy, Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol and cannabidiol. I can't pronounce that right now. Cannabidoil cannabidiol anyways which have opposing effects two well-known cannabinoids are cannabidol cbd and tetrahydrocannabinol a few different forms of thc are in cannabis plants the most abundant form of thc is delta 9 we're usually talking about delta 9 thc is the cannabinoid responsible for making people experience an intoxicating effect when they consume cannabis the most abundant form of thc is delta 9 which has an intoxicating effect in other words, Delta 9 is what makes you feel high. CBD is a chemical found in marijuana. CBD doesn't contain tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, the psychoactive ingredient found in marijuana that produces a high. CBD does not produce highness. Terpenes are the primary constituents of essential oils and are responsible for the aroma characteristics of cannabis. They also enhance many therapeutic benefits, especially as aromatherapy. Cannabis contains more than 150 types of terpenes. Terpenes also hold diverse functions in the plant and can produce a range of therapeutic and mood-altering effects in cannabis consumers. Terpenes are naturally occurring compounds found in the trichomes of female cannabis plants. Trichomes are sticky, translucent glands that cover the surface of buds, and in much smaller amounts on leaves and stems. And for this part, I want to talk about the therapeutic potential of cannabis for numerous medical conditions. Drugs containing cannabinoids may be helpful in treating certain rare forms of epilepsy, nausea, and vomiting associated with cancer therapy, or with cancer chemotherapy, excuse me, and loss of appetite and weight loss associated with HIV AIDS. In addition, some evidence suggests modest benefits of cannabis or cannabinoids for chronic pain and multiple cellular, uh, I can't pronounce again anyone who's gonna listen to this from the medical field I, beats me how to pronounce this but i will try my best uh scolerosis uh symptoms a 2018 review looked at 47 studies of cannabis or cannabinoids for various types of chronic pain other than cancer pain and found evidence of a small benefit 29 percent of people taking cannabis or cannabinoids had a 30 percent reduction in their pain whereas 26 percent of those taking a placebo 
did. Cannabinoids, primarily CBD, have been studied for the treatment of seizures associated with forms of epilepsy that are difficult to control with other medicines. Epidolix, oral CBD, have been approved by the FDA for the treatment of seizures associated with two epileptic, again, here is another word I'm gonna struggle with, I'll let you guys know right now, uh, encephalopathies. Um, again, I pardon if I butcher that word. So anyways, these are two medicines uh, that have CBD. Uh, they're named uh, Lennox, oh no, excuse me, these are two um, syndromes that require the use of CBD as a treatment, or they use CBD as a treatment. Lennox Gastaut syndrome and Dravet syndrome. Unintentional weight loss can be a problem for people with, people with HIV AIDS. In 1992, the FDA approved the cannabinoid uh, dronabinol for the treatment of loss of appetite associated with weight loss in people with HIV AIDS. This approval was based primarily on a study of 139 people that assessed effects on dr dronabinol on appetite and weight changes. A 2015 review of 23 studies uh, on the cannabinoids dronabinol or nabiline for treating nausea and vomiting related to cancer chemotherapy found that they were more helpful than a placebo and similar in effectiveness to other medicines used for this purpose. More people have side effects such as dizziness or sleepiness though when taking the cannabinoid medicines. The research on dronabinol and nabiline for treating nausea and vomiting related to cancer chemotherapy was done primarily in the 1980s and 1990s and reflects the types of chemotherapy treatments and choices of anti-nausea medicines available at that time rather than the current ones. So I wanted to talk about cannabis laws and regulations. Now there's going to be two aspects to this. One of them is going to I'm going to talk about the cannabis laws in here in the United States, and then I'm going to talk about cannabis laws in the, in the context of international law. So for the United States, in the United States, the use and possession of cannabis is illegal under federal law for any purpose by way of the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. Under the CSA, or Controlled Substances Act, cannabis is classified as a Schedule One substance, determined to have a high potential for abuse and no accepted medical use. Despite this, most states have legalized either or both the medical and recreational use of cannabis. The medical use of cannabis is legal with a medical recommendation in 38 states, four out of five permanent inhabited U.S. territories in the Federal District of Columbia. Eleven other states have laws that limit the psychoactive compound THC for the purpose of allowing access to products rich in cannabinoid or CBD. Although cannabis remains a Schedule I drug, the Rohar Bahar Far Amendment, amendment excuse me, prohibits federal prosecution of individuals complying with state medical cannabis laws. The recreational use of cannabis has been legalized in 23 states, three U.S. territories, and D.C. Another eight states have decriminalized, decriminalized its use. Commercial distribution has been legalized in all jurisdictions where possession has been legalized, except for Virginia and D.C. Personal cultivation for recreational use is allowed in all of these jurisdictions except for Washington and New Jersey. International law. Here we go. This is the fun part. The legality of cannabis for medical and recreational use varies by country. In terms of its possession, distribution, and cultivation, and regards to medical, how it can be consumed and what medical conditions it can can be used for. These policies in most countries are regulated by three United Nations treaties. 
1961 Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs, the 1971 Convention on Psychotropic Substances, and the 1988 Convention Against Illicit Traffic in Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances. Since its descheduling in 2020, cannabis is classified as a Schedule 1 drug under the Single Convention Treaty, meaning that signatories or signatories, excuse me, can allow medical use, but that is considered to be an addictive drug with a serious risk of abuse. The use of cannabis for recreational purposes is prohibited in most countries. However, many have adopted a policy of decriminalization to make simple possession a non-criminal offense, often similar to a minor traffic violation. Others have much more severe penalties such as some Asian and Middle Eastern countries where possession of even small amounts is punished by imprisonment for several years. Countries that have legalized recreational use of cannabis are Canada, Georgia, Malta, Mexico, South Africa, Thailand, and Uruguay, plus 23 states, three territories, and the District of Columbia in the United States and the Australian Capital Territory in Australia. Commercial sale of recreational cannabis is legalized nationwide in three countries, Canada, Thailand, and Uruguay. In all sub-national U.S. jurisdictions that have legalized possession, except Washington, D.C., a policy of limited enforcement has also been adopted in many countries, in particular the Netherlands, where the sale of cannabis is tolerated at licensed coffee shops. Hey, what's up? I wanted to go ahead and talk about the negatives of cannabis. According to a 2019 JAMA Pediatrics article, more pregnant women are using marijuana. There is some evidence of an association between marijuana use during pregnancy and future developmental hyperactivity disorders in children, according to NIDA. For example, research shows that pregnant women who use marijuana have a 2.3 times greater risk of stillbirth per NIDA. According to the NIDA, there is evidence that a person's risk of a heart attack during the first hour after smoking marijuana is nearly five times their usual risk. This increased risk could be because marijuana raises blood pressure and some cases and heart rate and reduces the blood's capacity to carry oxygen. According to, instead of calling it NIDA, I'm gonna call it NIDA. According to the NIDA, marijuana can impair judgment, motor coordination, and reaction time. Studies have found a direct relationship between blood THC concentration and impaired driving ability. However, despite this research, the NIDA described the role played by marijuana in crashes as unclear because marijuana can be detected in body fluids for days or even weeks after intoxication and because people frequently combine it with alcohol. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, otherwise known as the FDA, warned consumers to stop using vaping products containing THC amid more than 1,000 reports of lung injuries, including some resulting in deaths following the use of vaping products. Marijuana also contains volatile chemicals and tar similar to tobacco smoke, raising concerns about the risk for cancer and lung disease. A 2016 study published and advancements in clinical research reviewed past studies and concluded that smoking cannabis posed a potential risk for developing lung cancer. However, the association between smoking cannabis and the development of lung cancer was not decisive. So now I've talked about the physical effects, let's go ahead and talk about the mental effects of using marijuana. Depression. Some people might self-medicate with cannabis to deal with emotional pain or other symptoms of depression. However, cannabis is more likely to make these feelings worse in the long term. We also know people who use cannabis frequently 
and over a long period of time may be at a greater risk of developing a major depressive disorder. Anxiety. The relationship between cannabis use and anxiety is less clear, but anxiety and panic attacks are a common negative effect reported by people using cannabis. Research has also found people with anxiety are more likely to use cannabis or become dependent on cannabis. Psychotic illnesses, schizophrenia, or bipolar disorder. For people with, uh, with a psychotic illness, like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, cannabis use can make psychotic symptoms worse, cause more delusions or hallucinations, lead to a higher chance of hospitalization for psychosis, make treatment less effective, make recovery from a psychotic episode harder. Drug-induced psychosis can occur when a large or extremely strong batch of cannabis is used and can happen without the presence of current psychotic illnesses. The impact of dependency. Being dependent on cannabis can lead to mental health issues which aren't necessarily caused by cannabis itself. For example, a young person might a young person with a cannabis dependence might disengage from school, struggle with employment opportunities, or experience relationship breakdown. These experiences are often linked to mental health conditions such as depression or anxiety. So now that I've covered the uh, the physical and mental aspects of cannabis, I want to dive into my interview. Hello, and welcome back. I'm here with my guest. She wishes to remain anonymous. Today, we're going to talk about marijuana. My first question is, how was your experience with marijuana? <laughs> okay, so um, I guess my experience with marijuana has been both good and bad. Because, um, you know, like, well, when, when you take, like, small, like, doses of, like, marijuana... It's cool and all you, well, personally me, I feel like, you know, I could just, like, chill and sit back, relax, um, but when you take high doses, or personally when I take high doses, I kind of get paranoid, and it's not such a good time. I hear you. I understand you. What is your current relationship with marijuana? (laughs) My current relationship, um, well, at this point in time, at this point in time, um, I think, you know, we're starting to part ways. Um, just because of life, you know, I want to go and study and become, like, kind of like a doctor, not really a doctor, a radio, a radiologist, basically. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I can't be, like, talking and studying at the same time, so I kind of have to stop. Okay, that's pretty cool. Right on. Did you have a negative or a positive experience with marijuana? Well, I've had both positive and negative experiences. Um, is there one that you want to hear about? <laughs> so, uh, let's go with the positive. Did, did you ever have like a positive experience with marijuana? Well, yeah. I've had positive experiences with marijuana. Um, you know, just like smoking, hanging out. I think overall that's a positive experience. You know, I feel happy. Do you have like a favorite weed strain? No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like old school when it comes to marijuana, um, so I mean, I, I take what I can get. <laughs> Are you an indica or a sativa person? Um, I prefer um, sativa. Why? Uh, cause I like you know walking around and doing stuff versus you know smoking indica and just falling asleep or feeling really heavy and tired. Like I, I'd rather have energy. Okay. What about the negative? Did you ever have a, did you ever have like a negative experience with marijuana? Um yeah, I 
managed to overdose on marijuana. Ooh, how did that happen? Um, I had like, I think it was like half a cookie. I have no idea like what or how many milligrams of like THC were in that cookie, but I have I had half a cookie. I waited about maybe an hour, an hour and a half for it to kick in, but it never, well, I felt like it never did. So then I just started like choking a little bit or like vaping on a stizzy pen. And then out of nowhere, I guess like the cookie started hitting, but I was already high off of the pen, so. Yeah, that took me for a really big trip. I ended up, I guess, feeling extremely paranoid. I felt like a, dis a dissociation between me and like the world. Um, I felt like everyone around me was, well, I was alone at the time, but I felt like the messages that were coming into my phone were, were fake. Like all of these people that were messaging me were, were fake. So I couldn't even handle looking at my phone or handling it or even listening to it vibrate. Um, I ended up just like laying down on my bed with the lights off and I'm not sure if I hallucinated or if I fell asleep <laughs> but I ended up seeing um, myself kind of like from like an outside perspective and I just remember like you know like hearing like my mom talk in the hallway but the words that were coming out of her mouth weren't words they were just like vocals like vocal sounds um, just you know like something vocal sounds they weren't words it kind of sounded like you know she was talking like this like like it was just i couldn't i couldn't understand it did you have any visuals uh any visuals i mean i'm assuming that like what i saw were visuals like that whole hallucination i feel like that was like a whole visual because i felt like i was awake but at the same time i could have just sleeping and had like vivid dreams or something what was your um like how, how did you feel like towards yourself on, on edibles during that experience or just in general uh during that experience like how, how did you feel like on the inside were you scared nervous i was paranoid to the fucking max like i just I just couldn't stand being alive or like awake. I couldn't even like call anyone because you know I just I couldn't stand being around anyone. Did it scare you? Yes. A lot? Yes. <laughs> it scared me to the point where you know I didn't smoke or, or or do edibles or do anything for probably about like half a year to a year. It's trippy. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can say that, you know, like, the marijuana scared me straight. <laughs> just yeah. for a bit, but then, you know, I just went back and started, like, um, smoking and taking edibles all over again. D did marijuana help you in any way? Um, not really. I mean, I guess it helps me, like, loosen up a bit. But, you know, again, if I smoke a little too much, I, I feel like I get too loose. <laughs> pipe or a bong type of person? Um, I mean, I like both, honestly. 
Um, but if I had to choose one, I'd probably do like a bomb. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, how do you consume marijuana? What, what, what's your preferred method? <laughs> the pull-out method. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> to the McDonald's by my work and I saw a dude smoke like some weed out of a coke can oh I've done that before um I I don't recommend it <laughs> no I'm not just no yeah. um it's kind of hard to um cause you know you, you gotta like either have like an empty can of coke on you or you gotta like chug, chug or you gotta chug like the soda and then you gotta like squish the top of it poke holes on the top <laughs> with like I don't know maybe like a pen or something you have like any favorite albums when you're like stoned? Um, no, not really. If anything, I kind of prefer not to listen to music when I'm high. Um, I mean, again, like you know, if I'm, I, I usually get higher than I'm, than, than I think I'm going to get. So, um, yeah, when I end up listening to music, it kind of becomes like scary, and it takes me back to like that negative experience I had when like I overdosed on weed. Or like the words kind of start to become really deep and really meaningful and then they start sounding like gibberish and then it kind of like warps my perspective on like music and humanity and it just it gets really crazy do you remember like the highest dosage you ever taken mm, no just because i don't really like look at the labels <laughs> um when i when i do smoke weed the highest dosage I ever taken was like 300 milligrams. It was, a, it was like a big cookie. I ate the whole thing. I started crying. Oh no. I was like, I'm stuck. I thought I was dying. I really felt like I was gonna die. It was, it was, it was weird. I was kind of scared because my heart was like beating so fast. It was like, I was super scared. But then I got over it. That's how I f kind of felt. Remember, like laying down, and then my body would just like get super heavy, and I would feel kind of tired. And then, but like, I'm not, I think like that's when paranoia like kicked in. I got really scared. I got really anxious, and then like I got stuck in like these thought loops where I thought I was gonna die. But the more I thought about death, like the worse, like the more the more like it raised my heartbeat even more. It was weird. It was, like, it was like I was stuck. I thought I was, I was like in limbo. Limbo. Yeah. So I guess in a way that's kind of like ego death. I mean, I felt like myself dying. I don't know if like I don't know. It was just hard to describe. It just felt weird. 
And I vowed from that day to never take a pot cookie that big ever again. Not even to like try to achieve ego death, even even try doing it again. I think I do that with psych other psychedelics, but with, with weed, just because like it takes a lot. Like you have to eat a lot, and then like the concept, the high itself isn't even worth it at that point because it's just it's just so much. Versus like if you're like I think the best way to have an ego death is just to like take mushrooms or LSD. If you do mushrooms, you're not gonna like. You don't have you don't have to eat a lot uh, to experience an ego death. Versus with marijuana, you you know you, you probably have to eat a lot of you have to consume a lot of THC. Well, I mean nowadays, like you don't even have to like you know eat large like large amounts of like cookies to even achieve like you know consuming like a high amount of like THC. Like I mean, you have like gummies and stuff. I like gummies; they're pretty good. Yeah, me too. I, I like... think I think um. Gummies, like edibles, they're, they're right next to, like, my preferred method of, like, <laughs> taking in marijuana. For me, I, I prefer vaping. You like vaping? I don't I, like vaping. I like Facts. vaping. I like using my little packs. <laughs> I don't know, it's just something about, like, the the idea of, like... No, there's something about, like, grinding up weed and then stuffing it in, in my packs and then vaporizing it. Mm. So, like, a packs is, like, a little, like, vape pen, but we use actual flour in it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I'm talking about like the, the vape pens that come with like, you know, that liquid THC oh. or whatever. Yeah, I hate those. They, no, they suck, fan. no. Mm. They give me like headaches sometimes and I feel like, you know, I can taste the chemical within them. And I feel like the high is really different from, from like using like flowers. I'm, I'm more of a flower person. And there's something about like me un unraveling the packaging, opening it up, <laughs> smelling the buds like this. <laughs> Just like going and then going like, uh, you know, just going like that, and then just like crumbling it up, you know, between my fingers to see how sticky it could get. And then you know, putting my grinder and grind it up, and then pouring it into my packs, and then hitting a little button, and then you know, taking like these nice like inhales of like marijuana. You know, it's, it's very ritualistic. That's that's I don't know. It's just for me, it's, it's like there's a process to it. I find it relaxing. Versus some people who just like, I can't speak for everyone, but like, the, the people who like get like a vape cart, put it in their vape pen, and that's it. It's like that's that's great for some, not for me, just because like I like the steps it involves for me to consume marijuana. Um, edibles, nah, they're not for me. I don't, I don't think. Every time I think of edibles, I get like anxious. <laughs> like the same as mushrooms. Every time I think of mushrooms, I get a little bit anxious. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well. Thank you for uh, letting me interview you. It was a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, if you guys like this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe to From the Earth with Noah Moreno on Podbean, and be sure to follow Twitter's uh, podcast page at the Real FTE Show on Twitter. Also, I might be having an Instagram or TikTok for this podcast. I'm not quite too sure. I'm trying to stay off of social media. Who knows? But anyways, I'll let you guys know in future installments of this uh, monthly ep uh, monthly podcast. Anyways, guys, have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.